Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, beautiful people. Hello. How are you both? doing great i've been on a cheetah girls kick my friends i am watching the cheetah girls on disney plus and it is as spectacular as i remember those songs still a bop all of them and i still know all the words wow (laughs) so shout out to friend of the pod raven that's true oh good yeah good call out there i feel like there's almost a connection to everything on disney plus comes back to the pod like someone a producer a composer so much so that's true it's true well on disney plus i uh finished watching ms marvel which was amazing that final episode and the sort of end tag that during the closing credit sequence i'm not going to spoil it but I cannot wait to see where they go with this. And for, if you have not already listened to our pod with the fabulous Iman Vellani, please go back and listen to it. She is so charming and lovely. And mm. oh, and also I did throw up on my Instagram. I said, uh, if anyone who had watched our fabulous D23 Inside Disney set sail on the Disney Wish and had any questions for me or me and Tony to send them in, we got a few questions. So at the end, after uh, our interview, we will answer those. And speaking of our interview and the Disney Wish, We interviewed her briefly on the video podcast, the fabulous Laura Cabo. Tony and I got to speak with her on the ship. She's the VP Portfolio Creative Executive at Walt Disney Imagineering, overseeing all of the Disney Cruise Line fleet from an Imagineering perspective. We got into some details, people. We got into dole whips in the wood. We got into, you'll have to listen to here. And then at the end, we'll answer some questions. Tony, what about you? Well, you're not going to believe this, but I came across this week an Endor scented candle, you guys. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Describe it. I feel like it would, it would go well together with like a Grogu scented freshener, maybe. I don't know, but we'll... <laughs> I mean, like Endor is a planet, so I'm curious what it smells like, but Grogu is a living creature, so I don't know... <laughs> I don't know that they I just want to smell it. I mean, so cute. Anyway, I'm getting Doesn't... very off track here. <laughs> okay. Uh, not to spoil things entirely, but this is really fun. My apartment smells like Endor these days. And the top notes I'll just say are uh, wild fern, pine needles, and uh, a hint of basil in hmm. there. Okay. Oh, that sounds so, very lovely. Yeah. Can't wait for the tweets on that. If you have an Endor scented candle, please <laughs> at me. We there shall discuss. <laughs> we got a bunch of news to get to. Tony, what, what do you have first? Yeah, well, first up, uh, all good things must come to an end, right, you guys? Including some of our beloved nighttime spectaculars at Disneyland. It's been announced that Disneyland Forever and the Main Street Electrical Parade will end their limited time runs on September 1st. So run safely, of course, and don't walk to see these shows. (laughs) And while both shows will continue nightly through September 1st, World of Color and Fantasmic will continue the regular schedules beyond that. So not all is lost, friends. And of course, (laughs) you can eat your way to celebrating as well. There are some specialty eats and treats that were created actually in honor of the anniversary of the Main Street Electrical Parade. And for more on that, go to Disneyland.com and the Disney Parks blog. 
Amazing. Yes. I actually have the Elliot Dragon popcorn bucket. It's so cute. That lights up too, right? Yeah, it does. Ugh, yes. All right. Well, for those with any tiny toddler wannabe Avengers, Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends premieres its second season on Disney Channel and Disney Junior Friday, August 19th with a whole new web of stories and characters and a whole lot of fun. So you can check that out. Nice. Well, guys, Dancing with the Stars, season 19, Mirabelle Champ, slash America's Funniest Videos host, slash friend of the pod, <laughs> slash personal hero of mine, Alfonso <laughs> Rivero, is joining Tyra Banks as co-host of Dancing with the Stars for season 31. Yeah! Yay. Are you the first person I thought of when I heard this news this week? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Alfonso so super fan, Sherry, Henry would be so pleased at this breaking news. Oh, you are correct. I am so pleased at this breaking news. And as we've mentioned on the pod before, this is the first live series to debut on Disney+. The premiere date is going to be announced at a later time, so stay tuned. We will have it here for you. Sure will. Yes. Okay, well, hashtag sports fans, listen up. The 2022 X Games are happening right now through this Sunday with over 15 hours of live coverage. And fun facts, love a fun fact. Uh, this marks the first time the X Games content will stream live on ESPN+, Plus. in addition to more than 15 hours of the best action sports competition on ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC again, all through this Sunday. So super fun. Yay. Sports. Cool. Well, now for news that Jeffrey understands, D23 Expo. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's right around the corner. <laughs> and Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios are bringing some never before seen footage and experiences to Expo. Guys, if you've been living under a rock and somehow you're listening to this podcast and you're like, what is D23 Expo? <laughs> well, it's a whole weekend full of presentations, autograph signings, photo ops, giveaways, so, so, so much more. So much news is going to come out of it. I cannot wait. One of the panels that I am so looking forward to is called Looking Ahead with the Walt Disney Studios. That's on Friday, September 9th at 3.30 p.m. at Hall D23. See you all there. Ooh. We've got Pete Doctor, friend of the pod. We've got Jennifer Lee, another friend of the pod presenting some things unseen, never seen before. There are going to be surprise announcements, musical performances, all-star voice talent from the studio's upcoming slate of original animated films and series like Win or Lose, which is coming out of Pixar. Long-form series is going to launch on Disney Plus next year. We've got Elemental, another one from Pixar by director Peter Sohn, aka Voice Socks. And then from Walt Disney Animation Studios, Strange World, which we've talked about a ton on the pod. That'll come out November 23rd. And Iwaju, a long-form sci-fi series set in Nigeria. That'll launch on Disney Plus next year. That's another one from Disney Animation. You guys, in addition to the panel, you got to check out The Pavilion. Have you ever wanted to see a six-foot-tall red panda? Well, you're in luck because celebrating Pixar's turning red, that will be there at the Pixar part of the pavilion and a photo op with Buzz and socks. Woohoo! Then over at Disney Animation, guests will be invited into the realms of Strange World, Encanto, and so much more through engaging photo ops. Cannot wait to see, Tony, what you get out of this. <laughs> feel like you're, you always find the best photo ops. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm with my selfie light and all. 
Yes. <laughs> For more info on tickets and D23 Expo 2022, visit d23expo.com. Woo. Well, let's stay on this D23 Expo train, shall we? This is super fun. Disney on Broadway is returning to D23 Expo with their popular virtual reality performances. Ah! This is the best. Mm, so attendees will be able to step on stage and immerse themselves in the show-stopping performances from Disney on Broadway shows like Aladdin, Frozen, and The Lion King in the virtual reality theater. I really love this. So basically, you're using virtual reality headsets, and Disney on Broadway's VR experiences will be available all three days of D23 Expo on the showroom floor. More info on this at d23.com. Just bookmark d23.com, you guys. Oh, I do, that's for sure. <laughs> well, in other news, Disney Original Documentaries has released the trailer for Miha, which is a documentary about two daughters of undocumented immigrants from Mexico who are navigating their careers in the music industry. And the trailer was incredibly moving and also, you know, a little, it, it shook me a little, I'm, it looks, Fantastic. Um, it's going to be released in theaters here in New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco on August 5th. Um, and it'll be on Disney Plus later this year. It actually premiered at Sundance. So if you have not already seen it, you can check out the trailer at Disney's YouTube page. It looks fantastic. Well, this last piece of news is sure to take you to infinity and beyond. And by beyond, I mean your living room couch because Lightyear is coming to Disney Plus (laughs) on August 3rd. Woohoo! There's a cute new spot celebrating this news. Check it out on Pixar's Lightyear Twitter. I will do that, but you know what I'm going to do first? You hear those chimes? It means it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first, I know my niece Dylan, fresh back from camp, is going to be ready to watch an all-new episode of Bunked on Friday the 22nd on Disney Channel. Followed on Saturday, July 23rd, with a full new episode of Big City Greens. She is back from camp and going to be glued to Disney Channel. And next up, grab your seashells, people, because The Little Mermaid airs Saturday, July 23rd at 3.40 on the Freeform, starring Disney legend, of course, Jody Benson. Ugh, so good. Love it. And why not catch another Disney classic on Disney Plus on Sunday the 24th when it is the 37th anniversary, I mean, who doesn't love a good 37th anniversary, of the Black Mm -hmm. Cauldron. Horn King, definitely one of the creepiest villains, I think. So catch that. That's for sure. And round out the weekend with a new episode of Celebrity Family Feud on Sunday at 8 p.m. on ABC We've got the cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series, competing to win money for their charity. And again, Ron Funches, he's going to compete again with his family against Megan Good and her family. Mm. Again, this will be a lot of Funches. Mm. Mm -hmm. On to our guest. 
We had this incredible creative talent on the show a few years ago when she was profiled in One Day at Disney. She is a portfolio creative executive for Walt Disney Imagineering, and she is the Grand Empress, I'm calling it. <laughs> right here, Tony and I are sitting on the Disney Wish, and she's the Grand Empress of Imagineering here on the Disney Wish. We have the fabulous Laura Cobb. Welcome. Oh, thank Bravo. you. My family calls me the boss lady. All right. <laughs> I mean, I think Grand Empress might be a step up, but that's just me. I love it. Well, Laura, we've talked so much about the ship these last few months. It's finally here. We want to talk about details in just a second, but if you had to give us the big picture from your words, tell us about the Disney Wish. Sure. So the Disney Wish, the personality of the ship is enchantment. So when mm. you walk onto our ship, you first come into the Grand Hall, and we hope everyone who sets foot looks up at the majestic columns, the beautiful castle on the seas that we've created, and it's like none they've ever seen before because, oh my goodness, all of the details in it are just splendid. You know, the railings look like a tiara with jewels on it. The columns come up and, oh my goodness, they're maybe not columns, but they almost become like trees that spread their limbs across the ceiling. And then it ends up into this beautiful chandelier that's inspired by Cinderella's gown when it transforms before she goes to the ball. So it's a really magical, magical space. It sets the tone for the entire ship. So we can tell stories from Marvel to Pixar to Disney animation films that feel comfortable because they are designed in that lens of enchantment. Oh, mm. Can confirm, I've been looking up this whole time yeah, <laughs> once I yeah. passed through the ship. It's, it is great, it's great being able to do this. It's, you know, we're so used to doing interviews on the Zoom these days, like to be yeah. able to do it in person while we're in the space we're talking about is pretty fantastic. And of course we know Disney Cruise Line is known for its excellent cruises across the board. All the ships are spectacular. For you, what takes the Disney wish to the next level? Wow, well we had time in between ships to actually really tweak things. So we decided that we wanted to make sure that we pulled all of the different experiences to basically rotate around the Grand Hall so that nobody would miss anything. And one of the ways that we did that, I, th I don't think people actually notice this, is we used to have three stair halls on all our ships. We have three stair halls on all our ships. We only have two stair halls on this ship. They're on either side of the Grand Hall, spread out a bit. That literally makes people walk from one side to the other, passing by all the array of things that we have. You walk by Hyperspace Lounge and the Bayou and so on, down to the Walt Disney Theater, then up to the forward stairs. So I think it really is making the ship very rich. There's so yeah. Now people see everything that you need to do. And we did the same thing on the upper decks. We basically spread things out so that people can walk past everything and they all have spectacular views. And here's the thing, I want to make that walk. I want to walk across <laughs> the whole ship to get where I'm going to. So I love that scenic route that you've created yeah, for yeah. us. It's like a film. We're always setting up what you see and we mm, want that yeah. view to be spectacular. Uh, well, speaking of spectacular, let's dive into details. In Worlds of Marvel, we love the name of the presentation we're getting from Scott and Hope. It's called Miracles from Molecules, which also happens to be the name of the Sherman Brothers song that was used in Adventure Through Inner Space. I know, such a great, like, <laughs> hidden fun. nugget. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they're everywhere on the ship. Are there other things on the ship that were inspired by Disney classics like that? Oh, I mean, everything. My mandate to the team was everything that we do, everything that we design, 
has to be inspired by our stories. So, you know, if you go to all of the different carpets and wallpapers, even in, in the elevators, if you stand in the elevator, you'll see that wallpaper there is inspired by Cinderella, and you'll see her pumpkin coach is sort of hidden within the design and the little critters that she loves so much. I mean, it's everywhere. Agree. Well, and uh, I did have a chance to go into the Imagineering lab down uh, in the Oceaneers Club, and I mean, talk about details. I mean, we got a hat from Country Bears. Like. Right. <laughs> Around the world, we have little nuggets from all of our different parks. Mm. Yeah, mm. you see so much. Love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for the adults who are listening, so you've got to try to make it down to the Oceaneers Club when they're doing an open house. You've got to see the Imagineering Lab. I mean, you can look at all of the rooms that yeah. are beautifully designed. Yeah. And actually, we designed the kids' space so that adults can go in there. We can have special events for adults because we know our adults are super hungry to be able to enjoy those spaces. So we actually have doors from each space onto the hallway. We can literally close off Marvel or close off Cargo Bay and have it be like an adult only experience. And then the kids are still playing throughout the rest of the spaces. That's so smart, so smart. Well, speaking of the design elements, one of the things I love is that the ship feels like at some point down the road, certainly not now, because everyone needs to experience the wish as it is, but the ship also feels like it's pre-built for the next thing. So like at some point, other Marvel superheroes could visit worlds of Marvel. Uh, the Aquamouse could tell another Mickey Mouse adventure. Uh, new films could be featured in 1923. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Have you been in our brains? <laughs> <laughs> well, we may have had a couple of conversations over the years, Laura. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's huge, right? That things can live on and still feel fresh. I mean, we have so many great new films, like in the midst of designing all this and the design is set, you know, Encanto came out, but mm. we still found ways to feature it. You know, it's included within the small world space and the kids. And I saw beautiful and artwork, artwork in this, yeah, the stairwell. Right, so we so. always have the ability to change that out and yes we want to be able to you know keep things fresh within the restaurants I mean even dividing the restaurants Marvel in 1923 into two spaces in the future you could actually make them two different halves mm. you know or you could just make the food and beverage offerings different speaking of 1923 there's so many details here it's one of the signature dining restaurants on the Disney wish I have to ask what are some of your favorite details here all right, so, well, first of all, I hear that when um, Josh Tomorrow and Bob Chapek entered the ship for the first time after a very, very long time, mm. they actually thought that 1923 was the premium dining experience. Oh, wow. So, wow. I mean, that's a huge <laughs> kudos to yeah. our team that, you know, we've really elevated things across the whole ship. So one of my most favorite things about 1923, I, I have two. So one is from like an interior design point of view. The fact that we designed the chairs and some of the furnishings in there to resemble the things we saw in Walt's office in the studios in Burbank. So his favorite designer at the time was Kim Weber. And so we've really captured that in the design of the furnishings. And then from an art point of view, I mean, just the fact that we've, we're celebrating our 
classic films. I mean, we have so many different films. I can't even count how many that we're <laughs> showing off yeah. in there. But the fact that Roger Gould from Studios came, he's one of our major partners on developing the artwork in, in that case, in all of the casework throughout the restaurant. He came and he stood there and he literally had tears in his eyes because he said, look what you've done for Animation Studios. You've written a love letter to us. Mm, and I thought that, that was just so fitting. My gosh, we're so honored to be able to have that artwork and to have them work with us to create that and to have everyone see the caliber of artists that exist at the I mean, Walt the Disney art, Company. The design, the incredible food, it's a completely magical experience. Yeah. And I love that there's a, a Oswald too. Yes. yes, I mean, this is all about <laughs> celebrating the foundation of the Walt Disney Company, everything that Walt brought to the table. And one of my favorite things that I've heard on the ship was that someone went up to Sharon Siski, our general manager of Disney Cruise Line, and asked her this question, which really gives me pause. And, and they said, Sharon, what do you think Walt would say if he set foot on this ship? Mm, wow. And it really, mm, yeah. it really gets me because, oh my gosh, Walt Disney, here are we, this team, this humble little team of, you know, Imagineers, and we're able to deliver something at this scale, but it all goes back to Walt. I mean, what an incredible person that for so long and for so many generations has influenced storytelling story. throughout yeah. the world, and we're carrying that mantle. I mean, what would he think if he set foot on this? I think he'd, I think he'd be proud. I'd I know he would definitely <laughs> be proud. Like you said, it is a love letter to all things Disney. And when Walt created the parks, they were a love letter to his films and his imagination. And I think. And to families. And to families. Right, right. Families of all kinds. Yeah, so that's giving me the most, like, oh, just the most wonderful feelings now as we've been designing these things and looking at sort of all of the 3D models and things like that to now actually see it in real life and with all of the lighting and the entertainment and to see families come on board and just be wowed, just be so surprised. It's so mm -hmm. unexpected. Well, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of models and surprise, when you were on a couple of years ago, we talked about how you had been walking through the ship uh, on the di in the dish at Walt Disney Imagineering, which for those who don't know, it's essentially like a giant dome with which Imagineers are able to project things on the wall so they can walk it's, through attractions. It actually it's not... stands for something. So it's like oh, it digital isn't... immersive. Yeah, I just thought it was I the dish, this. but it stands for something. But we all just use that all the time. Actually, no one even remembers what it stands for. But. <laughs> it's been around for so long. Yeah, yeah. So you would talk to us about exploring the ship on the dish. What is it like for you having walked through it in the dish and then now walking through it in real life? Well, it is stunning to see that the tools that we have are so advanced that we actually can show the world what it looks like before it's there. Mm. But there is this level of being able to just see sort of, oh my gosh, the emotion in the space when it's filled with entertainers and people walking through it. That's very, very different. Mm. But still, I think people walk in and they're like, I know that space, I saw that <laughs> rendering out there. Yeah. It's just like it. But then you have the whole energy and the whole emotion 
you've obviously gone over and poured over every detail of this ship and its creation. Was there one thing that surprised you when you actually saw it come to life? Walking into the Grand Hall and just feeling the majesty of that space, it was something that we worked on so hard. You know, on cruise ships, you sometimes have, you have some constraints, right? With scale and such, and it's so convincing when you walk in, you really feel like you are in this stunning, grand, grand space. And I think that grandeur was even greater than I thought. I mean, the beauty of the carpet, the scale of that, you know, that's something iconic where you want to make sure it's almost like a poster. Mm. You know, you're up on deck four, deck five, and you're taking those photographs. So there is this amazing scale. And I think it's because we created graphically such a large gra graphic and the carpet and the, the rise of the columns when Belle or Cinderella or Tiana is on that stage we have in the Grand Hall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They look like they truly are in the middle of a castle. Mm. 100%. True. Yeah. All right. We can't talk about Disney Cruises without talking about the chicken tenders. Now, <laughs> it truly cannot. I, we, I know you're not a chef, but but how are they always so good? I'm Is not it a chef, but I actually have been eating a lot of the food over the last <laughs> month and a half. Yeah, and it's so good. I don't know. I'm going to ask someone what the what their secret is because they are so good. I have eaten a lot of the chicken tenders, but they are so much good food. I mean, of course, our restaurants have stupendous food, you know, and we have a three-star Michelin chef up on the premium dining. But our ice cream that you could get at any time of the night, that's like amazing. And our hamburgers and our french fries and our Mexican taco bowls are all so good. I think stupendous is the perfect word to describe the food. <laughs> and it's Especially okay. You get a pass on our ships to like just eat whatever you want. Have you been to Wheezy's Freezies and gotten a smoothie? I believe I'm going to be getting a Dole Whip with rum there later. Oh, An adult beverage. Yeah, and they only have like 5,000 calories. Don't think about it. <laughs> you wear it off on Aquamouse. I thought, I thought there were no calories on a Disney cruise. <laughs> calories don't count out at sea. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They disappear. Yeah, it's like our fireworks that are like fish food, you know, when they drop into oh, the that's sea. True. Well, that's right. actually true, though. Yeah. <laughs> the calories thing, I, I wish. <laughs> but we have a stupendous spa and fitness center, so I don't know if you've gone there. I walked through them. Is that kind of working out? <laughs> okay, you do get a lot of steps on the ship. There's Just go up and down the stairs. forward and aft stairs. Yes. Oh my goodness. Aunt Laura, you've shared already so much about this incredible ship. What is something about the Disney Wish you haven't been asked about yet, but would love Disney fans to know? Oh, man. Well... <laughs> there are just so many hidden things on this ship. One of the things that I love that I don't know if people have discovered yet is in the keg and compass in our pub. Okay. Oh. The map on the ceiling. Oh, well, the map on the ceiling, okay. I yeah. Love that. That was and that that sort of takes you around the world and you see our characters glorified in that map in situ. But for me, what I really love is the portholes. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I'm going to uh -oh. be okay. leaving this interview okay. and running. So those portholes were handmade, hand-carved in Bali, which oh, is like wow. a thing in Imagineer. We have lots of connections in Bali. So hand-carved, and they're, it's an octopus with these tentacles that surround the porthole. But the octopus is holding Dole Whip. Huh? And a Mickey oh, bar with a bite no. out of it. What? And then in one tentacle, I forget which thing it is, but he's actually holding our ship. 
How fun. So you have to go find that. That okay. is an amazing thing. That is a thing that if Walt saw that, he would get a kick out of that. <laughs> I love it. It's a great in-joke. Well, before Tony and I rush to go find that, we end every episode with the same question. And the challenge is, you've already answered this once before, so now you have to think of a second favorite Disney memory, because we already had your first. Okay, okay. So my second one is, I'm a Navy brat, and so I lived like in 18 places around the country, because we were always traveling to wherever my dad and his ship was. And that's actually a really tender thing for me, is that I grew up with my dad on ships. And they were gray ships. Mm. <laughs> so this is a very different kind of ship. But it never, ever in my life did I ever think that I would be working on a ship. And my dad, who's up in heaven now, he would be so just completely floored to see like his little Laura Joy <laughs> working on this great big ship. But when we were living in San Diego and you know he, he had a ship in port there, the Walt Disney Company would always give us as military families passes to the park and we looked forward to that every year because you know we didn't have tons of money and coming to the park was such a special thing so my dad and my brother and I and my mom would make that annual trip up to Anaheim and just really enjoyed the parks and that was a really special thing for me but I never knew it would connect back to me working on a ship and my dad he was on ships forever. Well, I am sure he is on this ship with you, because yeah. I am sure he's proud. I feel it. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. This is such a wonderful chat. Amazing. Thank so you. Happy to have it's you always there. great speaking with you. Congratulations. All right, thank you. To the pub. Laura is so much fun. Tony, we got to hang out with her a little bit later at Keg and Compass and actually see all of the carvings that she was talking about. But we did get a few questions about the Disney wish I wanted to answer all from Instagram. So look, you know, if you write us on Instagram, we pay attention. So Matt Bob Fives asked, I've never been on a cruise before. Which itinerary would be good for a first timer? Hmm. Tony, you didn't get to do Nassau, but did you like a shorter cruise as a first time cruiser? Or would you have wanted to stay on longer if you could? You know, I think like for my first cruise and I'm just going to hang this on my mom because my mom was with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a little different than being with your friends, but sure. I really do feel like one more day would have been like the sweet spot, especially on this incredible new ship. There was so much to see, so sure. much to eat. I really could have used one more day. So I mean, maybe your four night cruise is yeah. perfect for the first timers. And I agree with that. I, I'm a big fan. I did do a four night my first time and was like, I never want to get off the ship. But at the same time, <laughs> if I'd done a seven night and somehow not enjoyed myself, which obviously is not humanly possible, I might have been sad that I chose seven. So four, I feel like is a good starter cruise. Um, and they have them both on the East and West coast. I know uh, the, this fall, the, some of the Baja uh, Mexican Riviera cruises are four nights. Um, and certainly on the East coast, we've got the wish and some of the other ships that do other sailings. This one is an easy answer. So Emily Bell asked how infectious was Andrew's joy? Aww. And certainly on camera, he just like, you could see he was just so happy, but, and Andrew hung out with Tony and me and, and, and Ashley at other times. And I just feel like he was, he's legitimately one of the sweetest, nicest humans and so happy to be there. Totally. I mean, it's also just like, everybody's just so happy to see each other every time you see them. 
Yep, true. <laughs> just does something to you. You're all kind of there together and having the same fun and magic together. So there's that. Absolutely. Caleb Joshua Hill asked, how good are Disney Cruise Line chicken tenders? Which I feel like is a rhetorical Ooh. question. Like <laughs> they are the best chicken tenders on earth. And I think if you can disagree with me and you're wrong. I mean, I, I took a whole plate from you. <laughs> As someone who hasn't had one of these chicken tenders, can you like describe what is it that makes them so magical? Is it the breading? Is it the inside? Is it the dipping sauces? I would never want to hang it on a dipping sauce. Oh. I do believe it is a nice piece of chicken breast. It it, it feels substantive. And I think mm. that the breading is delicious. It's savory, but there's just a hint of sweetness even on its own because Ooh. anyone who watched the end of the pod know I just threw an entire chicken tender essentially into my mouth with no sauces and it was perfectly <laughs> delicious. So I have no, I, it, it just is that good. And last, our friends at the Disney food blog asked, how do you know which staterooms have which character themes? Well, Disney food blog, possibly AJ, I am not going to give away that detail because there is a little Disney magic that, you know, they want guests to explore and see, but I will list all of the possible themes one could get on the ship, which are Cinderella, Frozen, Princess and the Frog, Sleeping Beauty, Moana, The Little Mermaid, and Rapunzel. So there's a lot of options. And, and we did see a few of the rooms and each one is just gorgeous. Tony, what theme did you have in your room? Little Mermaid. So Aww. good. I know. So like a little palace there as the headboard. It was so cute. Awesome. Well, thank you to everyone who wrote in questions. And if you have more questions, feel free to send them in. Well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. I mean, and like we legitimately answer. See, we just did it on the show, Tony and I. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> like literally, actually. And for the latest Disney info, everybody, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.